like the American dream, right? It's like you, you spend your life working for your retirement. Golly, what a lot of shit, man. I would tell young Lori to slow down and allow the season to do its work. Don't say healthy, don't say happy. Don't say well, and don't say normal. You show me one person on the planet who's healthy, happy, normal, and well. Who is that person? Is there something good that can be gained quickly? I don't know. Hey guys, welcome to the Ansons Podcast. Blaine here. Today we have an interview with Greg Winners. Greg wears many hats. He's a personal friend, as well as a key part of Ransom Tart Intercession, as well as a trained counselor, as well as a builder. And we've asked him to come on the podcast today in his role as a builder. He can make cabinets that blow our minds. He's overseen the construction of multiple houses. He's worked as a carpenter. And he has a very cool shop that I admire very much. And we wanted to bring him and ask him, what does it look like to develop the soul of a craftsperson? I tend to idealize what the life of a carpenter might look like or the life of a craft carpenter or cabinet maker might look like. But the reality is it involves an incredible amount of mistake making, an incredible amount of time alone, and a lot of resiliency and patience that applies across disciplines. Some really great things here in a conversation with Greg on the life of the craft person. Hope you enjoy. Greg, Welcome to the Anson's Podcast. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks Good for coming to on here. today. Yeah, honored. So Sam, you'll notice, just so you know, is not here this morning. He got hung up in some of the realities of family life. So we're flying solo, by we I mean me. If you notice the absence of his voice, that's why. But we have Greg, who you've just heard introduced, and... Kind of where I want to start to get the conversation rolling is just ask, let's say you are, it's a day that you are going to be in your shop. What does an ordinary day look like for you in this season? Yeah, um, I I am blessed to have my shop, yeah, 125 feet from my house. And so my commute's pretty short and and, uh, I get to slip in and out of there, um, even on a, a heavy family day or, or whatever that is. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going solo. I, I work by myself and, and, um, it's, it's my, my kind of my heavenly treasure, a place to yeah, attempt to be one with Jesus, attempt to be in uh, alignment with what he's about in my life. Um, and so I got to build and create, and that's, that's something I just know is, is true to who I am. And just designing and fabricating things that are useful, uh, as well as nice to look at, at least most of the time. And and so so just building. I do a lot of finished work, a lot of built-ins, cabinetry, uh, some furniture, uh, a lot of trim, just a lot of custom. So so it's just kind of a a fun world for me. Um, and people pay me sometimes to do this too, which is great uh, for me just to step in and 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 kind of let my heart speak through the abs, just through through wood. Yeah. So you've become someone who, as a builder, 
can participate in and do a lot of the building of a house. Right. Just rewind the story for me. Where did your life as a builder and carpenter and craftsperson start? Yeah, um, it it was early high school. Goodness, I lived in shop class. That was something I, you know, loved to found out real soon. This I love doing this, and so, um, and in college, I worked with a guy that was a, a sage as far as that goes for for building homes. I learned a lot from him. His name's Gene Wright, and you would know Tim, Tim Wright. Yeah, is his dad, and so uh, worked some years with Gene and his son Byron and building some houses. That was that was my my tutorship a lot of sonship in that and and it was really good he was a, he was a great man to work with and and so that was kind of a lot of initiation for me and i've kind of come alongside a few, fair number of other guys as well that have really fathered me in a lot of ways and um just exposed me to oh the process because it's a massive process especially when you go to build houses um there's a million and one steps um if you really look at it and, um, and I did a, f- a fair number of just custom homes that I got to built, but I found my, my love and desire was much more in that finished work and the fine tuning and the 16th of an inch. And so, um, so there was, there was a lot of initiation in that, um, over the years. And I, I still find myself in a, in a posture of hunger and wanting to learn more. I've become a little bit more of a student of what I do and there's always more for me to learn. So I, I feel like there's, they're just kind of wading into a much deeper ocean of what's out there. So sort of taking the helm in the process of building a house, when was that first one that you stepped up into the builder slash, I don't know, maybe you, it would, you'd frame it as a general contractor role, or but in charge. When did that happen? Yeah, well, and... Um, I've been able to contract my own house three times now uh, by the grace of my wife and and the first one alongside this man Gene and and he he was really kind kind of just allowing me gracing me to make some decisions in the process and be a, be a part of the whole process and uh, did that now a third time where I was pretty much the guy and, and so did a lot of the work myself, but also find the need and the kindness to, oh no, I need help massively. And so bringing other people alongside me and, and, uh, contracting out, subcontracting, uh, different parts of the framing and the plumbing and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it, it got to the point where I was able to be the guy. Um, and, uh, even though I, contracting and building homes I love I it just become back to oh what I really like is it's the fine-tuned stuff it's it's the the little oh yeah that that little nook and that little cranny I want to make this little place here for reading and and how I want to put that together and fabricate and it's just a vis- visionary and designing piece that was uh, just just so much of who I am so so yeah it's it's evolved uh, for sure and I had a unique privilege last year building with uh, Morgan and Sherry in their home. And the contractor's a friend of ours. And so I jumped in with him and did a lot of the process. And my body's uh, reminding me I'm not 28 anymore. <laughs> and I can't quite do the things I used to do in framing and uh, decking and putting windows and doors in. But uh, I, love, I, I love seeing the process. I love being a part of that in my day. And 
and being engaged with it with my hands. And then I'm stepping back and I'm going, oh, wow, there was something that was done today. And it's pointing us and getting us closer to that overall picture of having a, a brand new home with a whole lot of, you know, Morgan and Sherry built in. And uh, we get to bless that. We get to be a part of uh, that process of doing that for them. Man. So in my experience with my peers, there seem to be kind of two categories a guy can fall into. And one of them is a young man that grows up where some form of manual work, some form of carpentry or manual competency or just physical problem solving, it is a part of his world. Yeah. Maybe it's because his dad knows how to do it and they end up as simple as replacing a toilet seal together and then that builds. Then there's this other box of guys that have very little exposure to the use of power tools that, or even right <laughs> tools that don't require electricity. And it's funny, I would have considered myself to be in the first category. You know, I got to grow up helping with the occasional deck project and dad being intentional about, you know, knowing how a drill worked. And then this year, I sort of out of this long process started building what I've dubbed a backyard mini barn. And in the course of, I kid you not, from square one, I suddenly realized, oh, I don't know. I basically know nothing. I do know how to, you know, use a measuring tape, which are fairly intuitive, and mark a line and cut a reasonably straight line with a circular saw, but it turns out reasonably straight, and I say it in quotes, uh, can refer to a broad range of cuts, some of which will work and some of which will not, which I learned when I found that some of my walls were not plumb after I had framed that metal. <laughs> Simply, I started into the process and went, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't believe how much I don't know where to start on putting in a foundation and choosing how to hang the joists of the whatever, whatever, whatever. Fortunately, the internet exists. But honestly, and my experience out of this past year was, unless I already knew sort of the relevant search terms, DIY network was not helpful. It was truly inaccessible. And it, you know, made me wonder... We advocate for manual competency. We advocate for kind of the value of being the master of your mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And what are your thoughts on where someone starts uh, yes. that journey? The, the true, you're hitting on the true substance of, of, of craftsmanship. Of, if you look at the maybe three different levels of, of making yourself a handy guy is that entry level handyman. And then it's a the guy who does it full time. And then it's the true craftsman who truly says, I'm, I'm a student of this. And all three levels, I think I'm just entering that third level here in the last few years that every level. You After 20 years? <laughs> I've been, yeah, I don't even feel like clear back to high school. It's been much longer than that. But off and on, yeah, I've been doing this for probably a couple decades. Um, and you have to look at, I'm, I make mistakes. Oh, goodness sakes. Uh, just this last project I did, and I, I must have had one day where I must have made a dozen mistakes. 
it, it forces you to deal with with your own incapacities, with your own frailties, and with basically our curse of the thorns and the thistles. Of man, we we really don't have what it takes to master this world. I don't have what it takes to master this project in front of me, even though I've done these things a hundred times. So it it really forces you to look at, oh my goodness, I need help. Oh, I need some intervention. I I am because you, you, you keep hitting this wall of of um, I I'm not very good at this, and I think that that is the, the I'm not very good at this. Maybe is is where you, we can go to in despair, yes. <laughs> or I I I'm not. I don't have what it takes, you know, those agreements that we can so quickly go to. But I think it's the reality of as, as I focus and engage with, with the process of doing my work, um, I, I, need, I need the presence of the Father. I need to constantly be fathered in this. And his presence in me is the best um, elixir for my heart to be able to find him even in my fourth mistake of the day of, oh man, I just made this cut three times and I've made the wrong cut three times kind of scenario. And, and so when you're looking at guys that are entry level and man, I would really love to, uh, build some shelves in my closet and, and just kind of make things a little bit more organized. And, and I say, first of all, I speak to that place in your heart, yes, yes, that's a part of who you are as a man. When, when God to Adam in the garden, the the words tend it, and then I think it's the King James Version says, and dress it. I want you to tend it and I want you to dress it. This is this is your role. This is how what we primary piece of who you are created to be is, is someone who tends and dresses his world. And so you look at the opportunities of, oh, I really would love to be able to make my world better. And I, I, I just that's the part you want to bless as a man. That's the part you have substance of, of the kingdom that is speaking. And so as you go forward, you go, oh, I need help. I need to be father in this. And, and that's a good place to be too. And that, that's so often come from, man, church communities are great. Hey, you know somebody that is a carpenter, a contractor, a plumber, and asking questions. In DIY Network, okay, that's good. I think it puts the romantic side of it. I do this project and you know, two days and, or one day or knock this out. And, and I go, oh my goodness, it's, you know, they make it look so simple. They don't show the eight mistakes they made and just fil- filming the project themselves and how they had to go back and redo things. It just happens. And so, um, so y- y- you have to deal with yourself with grace that y- I'm learning in this. And, but, but God wants me to engage. God wants me to put myself forward in this part of who I am as a man to make my world better and put my hands to something, to fabricate something that, oh, wow, I can step away and go, I did that. And it's useful. It's helpful for my world. That is such a disruptive posture. I mean, you're literally sitting here wearing a cool Carhartt jacket. (laughs) And what you're saying is, what you said just a minute ago was, I don't have what it takes to make this work. And something in me goes, whoa, aren't you, isn't it supposed to be like, no, you can do it as a, as a man who is growing in stature and go, oh, the, you're holding out a little modification of that posture, which sounds like, well, yes, but not on your own and not as you are right now. 
even the, I think, referring back to my mini barn project, which I will do at length, I think if I had at the very beginning kind of gone taken as just a basic premise, as I am right now, I cannot tackle this project. And so, therefore, how do I invite the fathering of God in and how do I become okay with a hundred mistakes? That's a very, uh, I guess, different trajectory than just saying, learn to do it right. Oh, right. Um, and, and, And so when you don't, where does that leave you? Because especially in a guy who's tackling a project like your yours or, or, or my workplace and trying to move in that, say, I, hey, I want to do this, um, and you will be you will be hit with that day one. I mean, unless you are extremely rare, <laughs> it just is going to happen. And I think those are those places where you have if you if you have Jesus to come in and say, oh no no, you're not alone in this. It's not all up to you. I, I can help orchestrate alongside you in this. And I will be with you in this because I've called you to this. I've, I've called you to be the kind of man that created this heart in you. Of course, I'm going to bless it. And so, so in those, those people that have got into a project and man, I've been there too. And you, I am in over my head kind of moments and backtracking, you know, is, you know, oh, no, wait a second. Even if I have to rip this start up and I have to start all over, I, I want this to be something I, I feel good about. And I want this to be something I go, oh, this it, it will be useful. And so, all right, I'm making some phone calls. I'm asking some people, hey, do you know somebody that just can give me some direction, some feedback? And you might even have to hire somebody. I don't know. Um, for you, um, it's a simple phone call to me and saying, hey, Greg, I'm stuck here, you know, kind of scenario. And in which as, as a guy has been doing this for some time, I love, love being able to, give direction and come alongside and say, Hey, let's, let's troubleshoot through this. Um, but it's not all lost. I think that's one of those things that, that is so easily go to in the despair piece when things just totally hit a, hit a wall in, in whatever your project you're doing, you just kind of want to throw up your hands, and say, oh, screw it. You know, oh, man. it's not all a loss. It's not. So, so, I'm, so yeah, to just say what you're wrestling with is, get good at wrestling with that it's okay it's so uh, it's so alarming (laughs) (laughs) and I mean that in terms of maybe this is more obvious for other people but this last building project I really entered committed to my picture of the final product what I was right. what I was deeply invested in was the outcome of the work. Uh, right. And right. everything that you said so far has been in order to do this, you have to understand that what I am submitting to uh-huh. when I start to build a backyard mini barn is a process that itself uh, like creates the sun who can keep going in the face of the inevitable setbacks of trying any work. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. Um, great picture there, Blaine, because it's, um, I, there's those places you have to be gracious to yourself, be kind to yourself in, in the realm of, 
oh, I'm going to knock this out in the weekend. Oh my goodness. Whatever time frame you think you're going to need, at least double it. At least double it. It's just going to take more time. <laughs> Add into your project uh, a lot of grace on the financial side. It's just going to cost more than you think, especially when you're first starting out. Um, get good plans. I think that's one of those things of plans, step-by-step process. Um, I, I love, Jesus took me not too long back to when, when they create, when the Trinity created the world, it was a process The today they did this. And then, then they looked at it and they, Oh, Hey, that's good. And then the next day they did this and Oh, that's good. And I don't think they, you know, said it was good. And then they went to a, you know, okay, we're going to go to our holy comatose sleep now. And then we're going to wake up and we're going to do something else next. I think they sat around the campfire and smoked cigars and, and, and talked about, Oh, Jesus, when you made the whales, Oh, what well, that was so good. And then Holy Spirit, you gave them a song, you know, and there's something in the process of step by step that you're focused and engaged with what is going on in the moment the step-by-step process that, oh, this is going to contribute to that overall piece of, oh, I'm going to have this workable shed or I'm going to be able to bring some kingdom in it for all kinds of different avenues. I'm going to have that when it's done, but I got to stay focused with what's in front of me. Otherwise it just gets lost super quick and the frustration builds. And, and so and which really points to what you really want, your desire after it's all said and done is to have this shed to be able to do these things that, with it and in it. And, and I, I love the, the end of the seventh day, they, they looked at it and even through the process, they said, that's good. That's good. At the end of the they said, this is good. They got all done. That's good. And then they rested. And there's this holy covenant, this promise of a blessing of as we do this process, as you're engaged with us in this process, the Trinity, the Spirit of the Son, Father, it you're gonna you're gonna find rest, you're gonna find treasure in it. And there's that promise that gets attached. So I really look at those kind of things to be played out as I'm as I'm doing projects myself. And it just comes in so many ways. And you just, oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that. I, that was totally you showing up for me in that project, even though it's very tangible. It's right in front of me. And he didn't make it work miraculously just by boom, it's done. But no, it was a process. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> it just makes you think of, I love Flannery O'Connor, the great Southern Gothic Catholic writer's observation on most people when they say, I would love to write mean I would love to have written and she goes what they want is to see their name at the top of a big thing of prose oh yes I can I can identify as a writer because that's a territory I know go oh man to be a writer means to like the medium that is words with all of its built in restraints with everything that it can't do and to go being a writer is has very little to do with the extremely occasional finished product. It has mm. to do with liking. Oh yeah, liking the discipline, liking the medium, mm-hmm. liking how much alone time it calls. But I didn't, I didn't actually just track that over onto building. And it's very easy for me to kind of, oh, I don't know, idealize the life of the craftsperson because what I picture is a shop that looks a lot like your shop, <laughs> and I picture you know. A slab floor and 
really cool machines around and sawdust on the ground and hopefully a tin can with some cigar butts in it and then this meditative work going on. Mm. And then I, it kind of became very clear to me when I started building, oh, I think that craft is intrinsically monastic and contemplative but it's kind of turning out that it would be monastic and contemplative if I had that kind of personality. But since I am sort of irritated and try to do things quickly and slapdash, I'm finding craft to be irritating and slapdash and hurried and go, oh my gosh, how how does anyone who does this not just go completely insane working with a material that's Mm. constantly not going the way you thought it would. Yes. And you're alone in your head for four, six, eight hours. The constant variables that I cannot make my world work for me, you know? And and as much as I love doing it and engage with it, I can't make it work. I can't, you know, I can't just find the the magical formula that, man, boom, 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 today's just going to fly. And I have those days. I mean, just yesterday, I had one of those days where Jesus was in it and I'm doing something I don't feel real, you know, like, hey, I'm seasoned at making drawers and putting them all in. The drawers just fit nice and tight. Everything was just singing. And you say, Jesus, you're so in this today. Why can't this be this way all the time? Yeah, why not every day? (laughs) And and so, so there is that, that, place of the constant, because I, I'm constantly making a mistake. Oh yeah. I, I, I need to hear it. No matter how long I've been doing this, dad, I need your assurance. I need to know that you said oh, do this. And, and then there's this, this is the joy that comes with becoming ex- in, involved with someone else, customer or my sons, I've um, been able to call them into more and more projects. And my oldest son, Blaine got to come up and do an install with me and and man, we hit some real roadblocks. It was supposed to be a half day install. It took a full day. <laughs> we had all kinds of unlevel floors and walls out of plumb. And it's it's just it's just kind of nuts. But oh my goodness, we shared so many good moments um with 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 Blaine and and just the the dynamic relationship between father and son and then father and son and doing a project. And then we step away and we're going, and he's, you know, dad, that looks good. I mean, that looks good. We're really excited about it. And then the customer is super pleased too, which makes it a really nice um, bow on the top of your, your present. But it's, it's the gift. You feel like it's the gift that the eternal place that some guys would just kind of go and, and just like, oh, that's the way it is. You know, hype, you know, paying the bills means to an end instead of going, oh, no, no, there's a heart level piece here that I can engage with. So having other people involved is huge. Uh, but you, 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 you're, allude back to the monastic piece of it. And there's, there's days that I have to battle. There's days I have to battle. The enemy wants to come. And, and I think I'd mentioned to you in another conversation of, you know, you know, God's got you hidden away here, you know, just kind of working by yourself and, you know, you're just, you know, putting better in the cabinet. It's, and, and it really, that diminishment and, and, you know, how the Jesus comes and he's given me these words that, he didn't buy me to hide me and I have a glory to carry. And, and so it's that battle for my heart against the enemy scheme. Of course, the curse and the thorns that's there. Um, but the substance, um, that, that can arise as a kingdom treasure, it's, it's, it's in it. Oh man, that was another thing when I started 
this, you know, building project that ended up in involving many of the things that would go into building a uh, nicer <laughs> finished house <laughs> type thing than the one I built. <laughs> you know, it had framing and sheathing and house wrap and siding and uh-huh. a lot of things done wrong and then redone. And I'd be out there working and go, oh my gosh, this is too much, like too many other areas of my life where I go, this is that thing where all of the hardest things I do, no one sees. Like mm-hmm. having a conversation with your wife that's very requiring or, right. you know, I went, oh my gosh, I kind of thought this was going to be, uh, I don't know, more gra- visible and gratifying maybe, but it turns out that this is like all of the other hardest things I do, being a dad, being a friend, managing a household, loving my wife, all of the hardest things no one sees. <laughs> and it's, mm. and I just went, oh no, this is going to be another one of those freaking things where God is actually interested in developing like deep relationship that he that he seems to be enjoying too i would so many times look over kind of at the posture of jesus as i'm building and go man you're not you're not enjoying my frustration here but you are enjoying yourself when it comes to uh, like yeah. you're liking this time you're liking the banter you're liking kind of some protected hours together and yeah yeah uh so true. Um, it, it is um, a welcome invitation for me when I'm able to receive it of um, in the midst of wrestling with a project that feels too big. Um, just uh, Greg, I, one of the best things I did here this last year is I, I put a chair right by my wood furnace in my shop and he just, Greg, I want you to go sit down. I want you to relax. That's, that's one of my broken places in me is just go, you know, kind of keep pressing in, press through, you know, third, eighth, 10th mistake. No, okay. Just keep. And, and he's just saying, no, I want you to take a step back. I want you to sit for a second, relax. Can you just be with me, you know, in it? Um, Ask me into this frustration, you know, what's going on with that, Craig? Um, there's there's whispers that come in my shop. And I think that is so much of the realm of every man's glory, potential glory and calling to be able to walk in what God has called them into, fail at it miserably and hear his voice and and know that, oh, he's with me in this. There's there's a greater glory to be revealed. And I'm I am the tutor. I, I'm not the tutor. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that is in need of being fathered up and brought up into something better. And so uh, being willing, being willing to say, oh, I'll keep engaging, you know, I'll keep listening for you. I'm not going to give into this despair. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, your attention and being present. Yeah. Well, would you say more about that? Uh-huh. And uh, I would love to hear sort of the process by which you find yourself able to be present. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do often is I do a lot of cabinetry. I make cabinet doors. And just in a, a regular raised panel cabinet 
hardwood door, there's probably two dozen steps and or more um, and, and making a, a good door. And, and so, you know, from the point of I'm selecting the lumber off the rack to the point of I'm now installing this door on the cabinet itself, um, I know that if I'm not engaged from the point of actually selecting the lumber off the rack on every single step, this door is not going to come out good. It's not going to come out with me going, hey, I, I, I did well with this. And so there's that. Um, and this comes with some seasoning. And so you have to deal with some grace there. Uh, a lot of times, man, especially early on when I didn't have the best of tools. <laughs> it Okay, hey, with the tools I have, it came out pretty good, you know? And so I have to give myself some grace there. But um, I know that before I can go, um, you know, from to the point of, you know, making my my cuts to length and making my rip cuts and then joining my edges and doing my glue ups and doing the routering. And, um, I have to do the first step. Well, and that goes back to what Jesus was giving me a peek into is, Oh, that's, that's been the way in with, from the beginning, from creation Mm -hmm. that there's steps to that process. So the engagement is crucial. You know, that place of my, my mind is engaged, my heart is engaged and that, oh goodness, I, I wrestle with that one sometimes, especially when I got a big project, I've got 23 cabinets to make and each cabinet's got eight drawers and, you know, it, it just becomes overwhelming. And so there's those days where, man, my mind is so scattered um, and it becomes a little bit of that. Oh, okay, Greg, go sit in the chair, <laughs> go sit in the chair by the stove, sip some coffee and, you know, just, just take a moment here. And what are we about? And, and so, um, kindness to my heart, there's a lot of orphan in me wants to rise up that, uh, really could have beats on myself. I was just doing a project here a couple of weeks ago and, and I am on the last stage. I'm putting handles on the door front of the drawer fronts of these, these drawers. And they're all one continuous board of this black walnut. And it's really just coming out just really good. And the last drawer, I make a drill hole in the wrong place. And now I've got to redo not only that drawer front, but I have to redo all of them because they're all one continuous board. So the grain pattern falls, but it's part of the design and it's just kind of unique. And I'm going, I am so beating myself up. And I was on a deadline, you know, one of those. And and here's the deadline. Um, And and so it's, it's, no, I got this, you know. Um, and it was taking one extra day (laughs) to redo everything. Um, but it's that, okay, you know, last step, you know, I could have just totally thrashed myself, but I just find that place. No, Greg, goodness sakes. I need the intervention of my father to say, oh no, I'm with you in it. Um, even in the mistakes. And so, so yeah, uh, a little bit of a, a peek into that world of, of me and, and a craftsman and, and a builder, you, you just have to know that I'm saying yes to a part of my heart as a man, as well as this is just kind of my wiring in, in what I'm able to do. I'm saying yes to that, but there will be thwart, thwarting the whole way through as I look to say yes to that in my day. Um, but but the, the glory that is, uh, the treasure, there's, there's a great scene in Kingdom of Heaven real quick that Balin has inherited his father's um, estate and 
he has come to it and he's, you know, day one, he's, he's diving in, uh, they're building a well, they're building an irrigation system for their crops and for the little community that they have there. And, and he's doing the work with them. He's got dozens of servants that he could just say, Hey, you do this, but he's, you know, he's putting his hands to it. And, um, Sibylla comes and visits on a day when he's working and she makes a comment about, Oh, so you're creating your own slice of heaven here. Um, and he goes, and this line is great. He goes, what kind of man would I be if I didn't try and make my, my land better? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think that's it. It's, I, I, I want to be about that. And goodness sakes, that can play out in so many different ways. But I, I know this is good. I know this is kingdom. Um, just the treasure of the substance of my heart to be played out. Okay. <laughs> in the moment, you know, in a 80 step process with this project I've got. Man, if I were to summarize pieces of the conversation at this point, they're pretty fascinating where I go, how do you start? And it goes, well, don't do it by yourself. Right. Ask men. And yep. that kind of reflects most things in Absolutely. the masculine life. Yes. We did a conversation with a guy that loved motorcycles recently and went, how'd you learn? And it was the exact same advice where he goes, he didn't go to the library and get a book and then try. He tried to find mm. guys that loved and knew about motorcycles yeah. and get around them Yeah, and go, oh man, well... That would have been helpful in my building project if I hadn't gone so aggressively into, I need to be able to do this, mm. and then therefore just thrashed myself for three months of, this is not going well and I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And then the piece of, right after that, the very next thing, you know, you sort of, that came up in you was, how, are, how good are you at making mistakes? Like, meaning, what <laughs> what do you do to yourself when you make a mistake? Do you just beat mm-hmm. yourself up? Which, man, I just remembered one night in particular. So I had finished framing, and I went out and slapped a level on one wall, and it was very out of plumb, and just went, no, no, how did, are you kidding me? And just the sort of waves right. of defeat came, and All I went right. in. And Em went, was asking, how are you doing? And I go, it's just, it's wrong. And it's my fault that it's wrong. And yeah. I don't really know how to fix it. And just this, yep. not, not being good at making a mistake without going into this kind of spiral of mm-hmm. isolation, defeat, shame. Yep. And it took several days before I could actually go, all right, Jesus come into this and come into growing through this mistake and yeah. come into texting yeah. another friend who also is a builder and will show up wearing a tool belt and going, you know, Richard, are you free on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> right. And just texting him a picture of, you know, like the level on the wall and the bubble way over here. Yep. And going. I, and right. And, and I, I'm, so many times have been there. I'm just, you know, I've contacted my own house three times now. And, and so third time around, just did this here a couple of years ago with the one house we're living in now. And, and I'm thinking, okay, Hey, all this looks on, on paper. Oh, we got it. 
You know, it's that confidence of I've been here, done that. And I'm just feeling pretty confident about it. And it didn't take long before, <laughs> goodness sakes. I mean, it's foundation. We're, we're, we're doing excavation and I'm already going, oh man, shoot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, now what? And, and then we're, we're on to, you know, to framing and, and big things are rising there. And then I'm doing my radiant heat system and I'm going, oh shoot, how did this end up? So there's those places that we, I, I think those are good places to invite Jesus into where we go to those self-condemning places that somehow I should have this together. And, and this, this is translates into so many areas of our life and relationships and, and embracing the strength of humility mm. to, to say, oh, well, it's okay that I'm in process. It's okay that I've made this wrong cut. This plum wall is not plum <laughs> and, and I need help. Mm. It's, it's, and it's those things in me that I, Jesus, okay, speak your words of truth to where I want to go to a self-condemning place of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in over my head kind of statements. Um, and being able to pause, go sit in the chair, Greg, <laughs> and listen, you know, and giving yourself gracious timing of, I don't have to have this project done or this step done today, tomorrow, this week. Um, take that off the table, be gracious with yourself, especially early on, um, and, and expect that straight and narrow path to have a whole lot of, you know, curves and twists and pit holes to, to navigate. And, and it's your heart. It really is your heart that you're navigating. Um, it's not as much your experience, um, even though that's important. I don't want to diminish that at all. Um, but man, for guys that are doing that, I just say yes, you know, yes to continue to engage with that place in you that, um, and get counsel. I love the other guys. There's a few other guys that are builders as well. And, and they have a heart to train up others. They have a heart and, uh, and there's a traction piece there. And so, so yeah, hopefully speaking some, uh, um, a, a whole lot of shots to your dilemma, I think what every man's going to be facing in their life, um, uh, but yeah, um, I guess I'd probably stop there at this point and see if you had anything you wanted to shoot back at me. <laughs> it's so good. One of the things that I love about elk hunting, uh-huh. pivoting to elk hunting, is I'll come back and, and we'll ask, what did you guys talk about? And I'll say, you know, you know, we of course we talked about more than one thing, but mostly what we talked about is elk hunting because... And actually, especially to be able to do it well, I have to spend a lot of my time thinking about hunting and rather Mm -hmm. than, and there's totally, there's a huge space where I do get in the woods and I'm thinking about my life with God and I'm thinking about family, but actually those are the moments when I'm not hunting. Those are the moments where I'm in the woods because I'm on a hunting trip, but I'm sitting underneath a tree or I'm walking back at night Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't actually qualify those moments as the hunting moments. I'm not, when I'm glassing, I'm thinking about finding elk and when I'm calling, I'm thinking about hearing elk and for some reason, I also just didn't realize when you're talking about giving your attention, being present to how much you would have to think. We go, what do you think about while you're building? Well, 
kind of seems to be you have to be thinking about building. You have to be thinking about cabinets. And right. I yeah. love that you keep saying going to the chair. I it, A very simple question, but how long do you find you can usually give your attention or you can be present to carpentry? Oh, goodness. Sometimes it's 20 seconds. <laughs> I have those days where I just, man, my thoughts are every which way and my focus is every which way and uh, you know, it could be all kinds of reasons why. Um, and, and that's where I have to be gracious with myself and I have to allow for the variables of life to just come and have it say, I, yeah, I got three sons and I love, especially during the summertime, they're not in school, that they have permission to come to me in my shop at any time. And then they have permission to dive into the scrap pile and build something. And, and sometimes they're in there and I've got all three of them. And they're they're just wanting to pound out something, hammer away, you know, just something, put their put their hands to to whatever, you know, Micah making a a, a cool yacht out of scrap wood or or a garage for his remote controlled car, and I know, and just hearing Jesus, Greg, it's not about productivity today, and and I think I have to deal with myself on that on a lot of different levels of man when things are just not going well. Okay, Greg, it's not about productivity. This is about your heart today. And knowing he is a grand orchestrator of my moments day to day. And then there's days like I alluded to yesterday, yesterday sung. And I had a day where, oh my goodness, I installed 10 drawers and from start to finish and they're coming out good. And, and something I don't feel like I've got a lot of seasoning in and, and feel competent in and, it just was one of those days where the presence of Jesus was on me and I was focused and I was engaged. And man, I had about six, seven hours of just singing in the shop mm. and it was great. So, so, oh goodness, I, I a dream stay of, wow, will I ever be a sage where man, that's every day? Probably not. You know, if I'm at this for another 20 years, uh, um, but I hope that I can hear well and I can focus well, I can orchestrate well with the spirit of God well in those days better. That's anticipation. And, and so, so there's more of that anticipation of I will be better. I will be more experienced. I will be more of a sage. But I think it's more of that so I can be at rest, mm. so I can engage and bring the life and the joy of Jesus in and around me. You know, we keep talking about and you keep talking about Asking the Father in or turning to Jesus as you're working mm. in. What does that look like? I mean, could you just describe in sort of basic terms, what do you mean? Because you've had years of learning mm-hmm. to walk with the Father and to walk with God in building. But let's turn back to, you know, our 25, 26, 27 like year old guys who are maybe they're like me and they're going to tackle a backyard shed building project. Yeah. Are you talking about praying at the outset? God come in this. Are Uh you talking about, right. What does it look like to ask to be fathered in craft? And let me speak out on two different levels. First, my own story and maybe more of a calling for wherever we're at and what God has called us to, what he's designed us to. And, and it was, goodness sakes, years ago, I'm, I'm working on my first house 
and I'm, I'm asking Jesus, Jesus who, who am I? How do you see me? Kind of moments. And he said, Greg, you're a carpenter. And, and I'm just a carpenter? And of course, I hear him, I, I was a carpenter. <laughs> and that moment Zinger. of diminishment, <laughs> that moment of, I, I downplayed it. It kind of was some shame of, I, I, shouldn't I be called to something greater? And, and so there has been a process of me. And even last year, kind of slipped. I'm, I'm, I'm doing finished work over at Morgan Sherry's house. And Sherry comes down and she goes, ah, you know, she, she's such, you know, always encouraging. And Craig, I just love what you do and what you bring to our house. And, and, and it's just, so, there's so much kingdom in it. And, and, and I kind of just let it slide up. Well, I'm just laying trim. You know, and then, oh, wow, where did that come? There's a diminishment. And, and, and though that was just kind of a, maybe a slip up for the moment, but I think it kind of spoke to a lot of my past part of my story of I, me diminishing it. And I think there's a place where God has called us to something when you embrace it with a full heart and, oh no, this is true about me. And it's from that, that, that embracement and that place of being able to receive fully from God of what I've been called to do that I can now pour out. I can now have the capacity on a greater measure to bring his glory through me to, to step into that. Um, and so, so if I were to translate that back to the guy that wants to put together a nice swing set for his kids in the backyard, um, yeah, back to some practicality pieces of, hey, that's great. You can look up DIY Network. I hope they have some plans maybe with that that, that set. Look at them. <laughs> Take a long look. They're steps. They're user-friendly. DIY, it's great. It, once again, puts the romanticism of, oh, in five easy steps, you're going to have this put together. Uh, okay, ask questions. I think that's a great one. Call somebody who has done this before. Call in a friend or two. Say, hey, I, I kind of want to do this, but I'm I'm just not real sure about doing it alone. And how much we will miss, especially when we're on point man, we call it lead, uh, when you're in the carpentry construction world, uh, you'll miss stuff. And, and even, goodness sakes, I'm doing this install. It's kind of dynamic here with my son a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, oh, dad, wait, we were supposed to do this first. You know, there was a couple moments where he caught it and I'm going, and you know, he didn't even, he didn't have very much involvement in creating this project. And, and he's going, oh, I, I missed it. You know, thank you, Blaine, for, for pointing that out. Those kind of things, fathering is huge. You know, if, if you know somebody, you know, say, hey, would you have a few hours just to get me going and maybe come back and check in on me? Uh, or can I call you? Or, yeah, send you a picture, ask you some questions. Um, and most guys, if they've been walking this path for a while and they realize, oh no, it's, there's always more to it than you see it up front. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be gracious and kind and saying, oh yeah, let me, let me help you out with that project. Yeah. Consecrating, setting apart what's in front of you. Huge. You want to walk through this with Jesus. <laughs> you really do. And so when I'm, I'm, I, I'm constantly praying over my projects as I'm going, even in the moments of my day, um, because I, I want to be in alignment with, with the spirit of sonship. I want to be in alignment. And the spirit, sonship says, I need. Really, is I, I need to be fathered here. I need to be in alignment with, I need. I, I need you to assure me. I need you to speak into the, this project with me. 
So, so those are just some good practical things. Never go on a, like, I've got to get this done in a certain time frame. That will just wreak havoc on every project early on, especially. Um, give yourself lots of time um, and a little extra money in the bank. <laughs> so you have to make the eighth trip to Home Depot. It's so good. It makes me think again of George McDonald, one of the fathers in sort of the life with God yes. of C.S. Lewis, though the two never met. Uh, has a sermon on knowing God as Father, mm-hmm. where he just talks about you know the hardest, gladdest thing in the world is to cry Father from a yes. full heart. But then he has this brilliant observation where he goes, "Our failure to do so is the one central wrong for men, and our inability, our inability, is our one true misery." Mm. And jumping into a building project, what it actually exposed was all the places that I was sort of both refusing and unable to make the phone call, reach out for the father. And yet there was always the invitation in the space of working of, no, you are growing the ability to make a phone call to you. Like that's not something that actually I find to be very easy to do. But Jesus was inviting a process by which the ability was grown and is growing in me, where like, that's something I'm totally capable of is looking for where the father is leading, looking for the where the father is being expressed to me and making that phone call or visiting that person or finding the sage in any of a number of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another George McDonald piece on sonship, and I'm not going to get the exact quote, but it's, it says something due to the effect of the mark of unity between father and son, the mark of sonship for us is the father's perfect loving will for the son and the son's obedience and submission to that will. And it's the willingness to say, I have inability. I, I, I have limitations. I, I don't, don't have the capacity, whatever that is in the moment. And to say, I, I need some, I need some help here. And, and, and how God can break through it can come in so many different ways, but it's often in community um, of people just coming alongside somebody else in that time of need, that time of destitution, uh, whatever it may be. So, so yeah, goodness, Blaine, uh, you're hitting such a good stream there of, of what sonship is and how that carries out, especially in these kind of projects is the desire of the, I want to be handy, <laughs> you know, I want to be handy, but oh my goodness, what stops me from even engaging there? Good place to start. 